Hey everyone, welcome back into another episode of Making the Walk. Uh, today is, well, I guess we're going to be releasing this on a Saturday. We're uh, we're recording on a Friday today. We we uh, kind of had a busy week, all of us individually. Um, so I guess today is the seventh, um, and it's fight day. Um, so next to me is uh, our full time contributor, Alex. How are you? Where's Mike? Where's Mike? Where's Mike? Where's Mike? Mike? Oh, I'm right here. Oh. Uh, I miss Mike. Yeah, uh, uh, Mike is not here right now. He is currently with a female companion. He is on a steamy hot date right now. We steamy didn't tell hot. You that. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're okay. Yeah, we're fine. No, he's uh, random intimate details about him. He's doing uh, he, he's doing big boy shit. Meanwhile, me and Andrew over here. Fucking girth gang, lonely boys, you know, we out here <laughs> running the shit in this bitch. So let's get at it. Let's go, baby. Let's let's get at it. And so uh, before we start, how did you do last uh, last week? You did better. You didn't do good. I didn't. I, I bet a little bit and I didn't. I wasn't able to watch a lot of it either. And I lost. Was that when you were violently hung? You weren't violently hung over last week. That was two weeks ago, right? Was that two weeks ago? No, that was last week. I was no wait. That was two weeks ago. That that was two weeks ago. Last week, I don't remember what I was doing. I just remember I couldn't watch the fights. I I think I was uh, I was either working or doing something. What was I doing last week? I don't remember what I was doing. You were at the you were at the White Sox game. Oh yeah, I was at the White Sox game. I couldn't watch. I was I bet like one thing. And the one thing I bet I don't think hit. Uh, so was it, was it uh, uh, Gerald Mearshart by sub? Yes. Yeah, it was. Gerald oh, Mearshart. dude, that was the only that was our only loss. I know. We six and one. <laughs> one. Dude, my phone is like so close to dying. And I was like, fuck, I just got to get one. I'm like, what's one that I'm like dead sure that I always love doing? I'm like, fuck it. Mearshart by submission. I'll get a little money out of this before my phone dies. Put it in. <laughs> Didn't happen. Lost in decision. Unfortunate. But you can never yeah. count him out, so I'm not too mad about it, honestly. Unfortunately, too, that was the uh, he was the first fight on the main card. Other than that, we hit all of our picks. So if that didn't go, that if if it would have gone the other way, Mike would have hit his main card. Yeah, yeah, he would have hit his main card. It was a very good week for you guys, uh, from what I from what I saw, and uh, I'm very happy for you. I mean, we needed that little bit of a heater going into it because I know Mike was down bad. I don't know how you were last week. I think you were fine, right? The last week I did well. Um, the previous weeks, um, I think three weeks ago now, I went one and seven, I think. Yeah, like two, three weeks ago was not good for me either. I was not doing well. And then that and then week, we had to take. And then I <laughs> and was then we sick. had to take a break. <laughs> yeah, and then I was sick. So it just was not good looks at all. But it's okay because we're back and we're back with the great card. Better than ever, actually. This card's gonna be fucking electric, and I am super excited. A lot of good yeah. names on this card. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am. I I did want to say that uh, I'm working on getting a sponsorship at the moment. Mm. Um, I wanted you and Mike to both be here for this, but you know, um, I I'm I'm excited. If we get this, it'll kind of uh. It'll, it'll make us sound like a legitimate podcast. Don't tell. What anyone. do you mean? We are a legitimate podcast. Oh, the we, don't have any, yeah. we don't. We don't need. We don't need sponsors necessarily. But a sponsor would be nice. That'd be great. Actually, that'd be lit. Fantastic. Awesome. If you guys actually, uh, if there are any listeners out there who are willing to sponsor us, also we would be willing to basically do it for like a case of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not our actual terms. We will, we will talk it over when you guys want to spot. No, for real though. If anyone's out there wants to, you know, put the name to our podcast, we'd be, we'd love that. We'd love that. So reach out to us. I mean, you know, on our Twitter would be kind of nice, you know, but if you can't our Twitter, you know, we have a couple of emails out there. Maybe we'll put them in the link afterwards and, you know, and the description after the podcast is all done. 
but yeah, I mean, uh, I'm excited for this week for tomorrow. It's going to be a very good day. I yeah. don't know about yeah. you. Yeah, um, I am excited for that. So I do have a question for you. Okay. Uh, and this was actually something that was brought up to me at work. Okay. It is, is the Kool-Aid man just the pitcher? Yeah. Have you not seen that commercial? No. Dude, the, in, okay, there's a commercial with the Kool-Aid man. No liquid or nothing inside, right? And, and then he puts liquid inside of him, and then he puts the packet inside, like the packet thing, and then he has like a little shaker thing. He goes like this. He's like on the fucking like, it's like, duh, I don't even know. It's like a belt. It's like a shaking belt thing. Like, you know, those old like, what are like 1940 workouts that like they put the belt around your back and it just shakes you side to side. And it's like, this is your ab workout or some dumb shit like that. That's what he literally has. It's the commercial. He has no water in him, nothing. So to answer your question, he is just the pitcher and he adds the, you know, stuff in later, which I don't know why he always goes red, but I mean, cause you know, if you look at the commercial, he literally has every single fucking flavor in his house, but you know, whatever, man, it's the, it's the iconic red color kool-aid man oh yeah like you know like all that shit so like you know it's whatever <laughs> that it was perfect by the way um <laughs> so then would it, like the kool-aid be like his blood then because if that's the case then he's basically jesus christ no not his blood like i said it's not like a part of him like it's just like it's just something that keeps him energized throughout the day you know it's his clothes i maybe i don't know i think it's kind of like his clothes what yeah, happens when it rains um I don't know. He's screwed. I, I guess maybe he'll add some. He becomes natural... diluted. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of oh yeah, he's oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, yeah. He's definitely just the pitcher, though. And he, I mean, you gotta watch the commercial. I'll send it to you after the pod. We're done. But like, one hundred percent, he's just the pitcher. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll have to see that commercial then. Um, let's see. Is there anything you wanted to go over specifically before we used to get into the picks? Uh, no, not really. I mean, we know. I mean, I have a rant already, but we can go. We could get to that when we get to that. Like, and that's like the main event. And I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. If you're following UFC, like, you know, that's just fucking don't miss weight. Just don't fucking miss weight. It's your goddamn fucking job. Two people miss weight on this fucking card. Two. Who's the other one? Uh, Dumont. Ooh. All right. All right. All right. So we'll, we can hold off on that for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so let's get into our picks for the early prelims. Um, first fight we wanted to talk about Lupita Godinez and Andreline Carnalosi. Andreline and. Uh, and Ariane, no. Ariane, there's Ariane. no D. Yeah, there's, there's no, no D. D. Ariane Carnalosi. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So Loopy is a very good wrestler and very good on the ground. I mean, and she also, she kind of has a chin. Uh, I, I've seen that with a couple of her fights. That being said, uh, Ariane Carnalosi has fucking power in her goddamn hands. She has so much power and, and just her striking's awesome. So honestly, I'm going to throw out a fucking uh, I'm going to throw out a like a real big one right now. And I'm going to say Car- Carnalosi by knockout against Lupi Godinez. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to I was probably going to go with Godinez with you as or I'm sorry, uh, Carnalosi as well. Um, but I was looking more at a uh, a decision win. Um, she is plus 330 on a decision line and dra- on DraftKings right now, plus 600 for a knockout. Um, yeah, I, I think you kind of summed it up with Carnalosi's very, um, very good aggressive striking. Um, and then Godinez sometimes is very slow paced, especially on the feet and like when fights start, um, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think Carnalosi can just out volume her. Yeah. And like I said, I think Carnalosi just has some power in her striking. It's a, it, I mean, she has how many knockout wins? Like recently, like I, she has a ton, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I just, I think it's a very good choice. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love Loopy. I love the way she fights. I think she's actually very good. She's very good on the ground. She's a very good wrestler. Um, and I don't know if it's wrestling or judo. I know she gets in the clinch a lot, 
but I like her a lot, but I think Carlosi just has like a lot of power in her striking ability, hands and feet. And I think that she can, uh, she can come away with a knockout here. So I'm going to go bold, start it off and go Carlosi by knockout here. All right. Um, so let's get into the next fight. Tracy Cortez and Melissa Gatto. Um, I am curious about this one. This one has been um, kind of in the back of my mind as far as fights that are a bit under the radar for um, for this card because it is stacked, like you said. Um, you know, give me your thoughts on this one. So uh, I want to say Tracy Cortez by decision. I think Tracy Cortez is a very good fighter. Uh, the a lot of her wins are also by decision, and I'm pretty sure she has yet to lose in her professional career yet, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that being said, uh, Cortez has lost once. She's three and zero in the UFC. Uh, Melissa Gatto is eight zero and two two and zero. Okay, it was Melissa Gatto that's undefeated. My mistake. My mistake. Uh, yeah, but all of her wins are by decision, except for like maybe one or two. And I think she's a very good fighter. Uh, she was the champion in, uh, what was it? This was it Invicta? <laughs> Something. She was, she, she won a couple championship fights. Uh, she's, she's well seasoned in the UFC. Uh, she fights very well and I like her a lot. I think she can go by a uh, decision. If you want to fade me though, if you want to fade me, I'm not saying you should, cause I think that's dumb, but if you want to, Melissa Gatto is a very, very good on the ground. Very good jiu-jitsu. She has very good uh, submissions. So I think Melissa Gatto by submission also wouldn't be a bad choice either. But my money's going to be on Tracy Cortez by decision here. I'm surprised that you're going to go with that pick just because, um, you know, Melissa Gatto in her debut snapped uh, Victoria Leonardo's arm. Yeah. That was gross. with an arm And arm. she also beat Sajara Eubanks, who I like yeah, Sajara Eubanks. And, that's, and, and you like Sajara Eubanks. Like, kicked, like, it was a body kick knockout. Yeah, I know. It's a uh, wow. It's, so, yeah, I think I like Tracy Cortez. I was watching a couple of her fights. I like her a lot. I think that she could uh, I think she has a very good chance of winning this. And I, I don't see I mean, this is going to be a very good fight. This one's a very close one. This one's a very dangerous pick. Um, And I don't want to fade Melissa Gatto because I do enjoy watching her fights. But Tracy Cortez by decision. That's what I have. I was going to go with Melissa Gatto's money line at plus 125 if I was going to bet on this. I'm not convinced on actually betting it, though. And you telling me all these things has made me want to bet it less. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see you come <laughs> Saturday. So <laughs> I like Tracy right. Cortez. I think her fights were fun to watch. So I think this should be a very interesting fight. It should be a very fun fight. And I'm very and, excited. Uh, and uh, she's dating. Uh, um, oh, God. Uh, oh God! The, uh, uh, he fought Volkanovski before the Korean Zombie, Ortega. Ortega, Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. Who is Gato? No, Tracy Cortez. Yeah, you know. Okay. So, um, you know, submission so could be I've, there. You know, you never know. Oh, I'm just joking. All right, possibly. All right. Possibly. So this is one of the larger odds on the fight, um, and. I feel like we've seen this guy a lot in the last, like, however many months. Uh, Andre Fialo is going to take on Cameron Van Camp. Uh, Andre mm-hmm. Fialo is currently the basically three to one favorite to win it. Uh, so I'm curious. You, you did want to discuss this one. So what were you thinking? Andre Fialo by knockout. I have him by knockout. I think it just makes sense in my mind. I, I you know, he hasn't been knocked out yet and he's got some heavy hands. And we just saw that last fight against Michael Bieza or Miguel Bieza. And Caramel Thunder. Yeah, against Caramel Thunder. And this Van Camp guy, I I mean, I don't really know a ton about him. I was trying to find stuff on him. There wasn't really like a ton in terms of video evidence. Um, he does have a lot of he doesn't have a decent amount of submission finishes. So this should definitely be a different like kind of change of pace for Fialo because I feel like his fat last two fights were a bunch of strikers. And now this guy's a submission expert from what it seems like in his wins. Um, but in the last two fights, even like in prior fights, I've seen Fialo with his wrestling and his wrestling defense. It didn't look too bad to me. Um, and I really don't see can't Cameron Van Camp really pulling through on this one. So I think Fiala gets him with the knockout. 
Um, I don't know what specific kind of knockout we're going to talk about here. You know, maybe like a nice little, maybe nice more, some more punches and just maybe a nice little hook or something like that. Who fucking knows? But I think Fialo has the knockout here. Um, I think Van Camp's just going to get caught one too many times. I don't think he's ever really faced anyone with Fialo's kind of power. And uh, I, I just have a very, I, I just don't think that Van Camp really stands a chance against Fialo here. I um I would agree with the knockout. However, I'm going to be more aggressive because I do think that um, Fialo has tendencies to fade a bit in fights. Um, so I'm going to go like I'm. This is going to be like my fuck it pick, and I'm going to go with Fialo with a first round knockout. Ooh, ooh, I like that one a lot. Uh, yeah. I, is this this Van Camp's guy? Uh. Is this his first fight in the UFC? I think it's his debut, no? Such a good question. Hang on. It is his debut, yes. That makes a lot of sense then. So I don't mind the knockout here. Um, you know, I think it'd be very fun to see a knockout, and Fialo has yet to disappoint us yet in terms of watching his Although fights. Fialo knockout in the first round is only plus 140. Holy shit. <laughs> I yeah, did not so, look at that before. He's only a minus 135 to score a knockout. Yeah. Well, then maybe we'll do first round or maybe you could just parlay it with something uh, with the first two picks that we had. I, mean, what, I guess 135 is not terrible. Um, yeah. Okay. So you could also do decision too. If there's like a double chance, like knockout and decision for Fiala. Yeah, well, then you tend to, you tend to lose odds when you do that. That's true. Yeah, because then you're picking two methods, so then you're get you're inching closer to the money line. So I'd imagine that's minus like two hundred something, probably, but probably not worth. Either way, I think the knockout's going to happen for Fialo. I like Fialo. I like the way he strikes. I like his stand up game, and I think his uh, defensive wrestling and uh, his defense in the clinch will kind of save him here against Van Camp. So, all right. Um, So next fight in the prelims. we're going to go Brandon Roy Val and Matt Schnell. Um, I am a little bit nervous about this one just because I get nervous betting when Roy Val is involved. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair so enough. I'm, I am curious. Like, what, what are your thoughts? I was just going to say this fight's going to end in a submission. Both ways. I don't think, I think both these guys are pretty good on the ground. I think Roy Val is going to want to bring it to the ground and get a submission going here. Um, and I don't, and I think Schnell also has some submissions under his belt too. Uh, you know, he works with America Todd team. So, and he, he lost her. They both have lost to Rodrigo uh, Bontarin and decisions. And I think that uh, the loss or no Ravel did Ravel beat Bontarin? No, he oh, lost, God. didn't he? <laughs> First year lost her. I think he lost. Let me check again real quick. No, he won against Bonterine. Sorry. He won against Bonterine. That's right. Uh, in a decision. Um, MMA math just says that Roy Val is going to win this fight. Uh, but I think it just ends as a submission, honestly, because Bonterine has been shown to be like a lot better than we previously thought. Um, and he couldn't, he couldn't submit Bonterine and Matt Schnell was kind of getting, uh, kind of didn't look too good against Bonserine. So I think that this one in a submission, probably Roy Val's submission, but you know, we've tried that before and that didn't really work out too well. Uh, so I'm just going to say submission as a whole, that it's just going to hit for submission in the fight. And that's my pick for this fight. I don't want to pick sides in this one. I like Chanel as a fighter too. So I think it'd be definitely a little harder to kind of go against him. Um, and he's still a very dangerous person on the feet as well. So I don't really want to mess with that in a sense, but I think it'll go to the ground eventually. And then one of them will submit the other one. So that's where I'm going with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Rayval on this one and I wanted to just take him by finish. It's minus one of five. Um, so you're basically getting even odds on that one. Um, I had a reasoning why, and now I, it has completely escaped me. I'm just going to go with the, the trust me bro pick of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. I haven't really been giving a lot of reasons, so a lot of these seem like trust me bros. So that's okay. I think um, that's, what okay. that's that's the whole vibe right now. That's uh, the vibe. Actually, basically, that's what we built the podcast on. Yes. Bunch of trust From- me bros. And I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, 
did you want to talk about uh, Dumont and Chason or no? Yeah, I'm just going to talk about the simple fact that Dumont missed weight and that shit pisses me off. I mean, fucking the champ missed weight this fucking week, which also fucking sucks. I mean, it was a half a pound, but it's still fucking a half a pound that you need to fucking lose. Like, come the fuck on. Like, I get it. Like for women, again, it's a lot harder for women to lose, like lose that weight and cut weight. And I understand that. But like, dude, just the fucking not being able to cut weight pisses me the fuck off. It is so annoying. It is your job to do this. You know, it's like you're in the profession, like you're in the highest league that could that's probably like in the world. And you can't cut weight like it just I don't know to me, it just like doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like it just it's very frustrating to look at it and to see this um, to see this happen. And I granted Chase on's also missed weight, too. We've seen that before happen. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of who I think will win this, uh, I think that it can be a decision win by Dumont. If you want to do a fuck it, which actually I'm going to do, I'm going to do a fuck it pick and I'm going to do. Uh, Dumont by submission. Wow, mm, I think I was yeah. gonna ride Chase on by decision, um, just based on her better striking, but she's more consistent. So that one, this this fight feels very, um, it feels very tough to bet on. So I was gonna yes. stay away from this. Um, yes. I didn't feel comfortable with it at all. Oh. Yeah, I, I have Dumont. The safe pick for me is Dumont by decision. My fuck it pick, my trust me, bro, that I like a lot. I'm going to do Dumont by submission. I don't think Chase has got it on the ground. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's get at it. Okay, so Let's get it rolling. I know you didn't necessarily want to talk about this one. Um, I'm just going to go over it real quick. Uh, Francisco Trinaldo and Danny Roberts. This one has just boring split decision slow pace all written all over it Uh and then which for me feels like a coin flip which is kind of why i'm looking at these odds and they look it's minus 115 versus roberts at 105 uh minus 105 um but i didn't want to take trinaldo and try and capitalize on the uh basically uh uh, an even odds fight line Mm mm-hmm um, only reason I say that is because Trinaldo tends to be a little bit more consistent. Um, although he is also himself quite um, slow paced. So I'm curious why this one is so high up in the schedule. I don't know why people would want to see this. It's, it's it, it sounds like a boring fight to me, but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah Trinaldo does have a lot of decision wins. Uh, Roberts has more knockout wins. So maybe they thought, you know, someone who throws a lot of punches. He's so inconsistent, though. Yeah, well, maybe that's why. Maybe there. Maybe it's a test him. Maybe it's a test me for him. Uh, that's the only thing I can maybe really think of. You know, put him against a good guy who always, always does really good in decisions, and see if Danny Roberts can really separate himself from the pack. But that's really the only reason why I'd see it. You know, but I don't know. Yeah, I I didn't really know. I didn't really want to bet this fight because, again, like uh, like you said, it's kind of a boring fight. Um, I don't really know a whole ton about uh, Danny Roberts. Um, I've heard about Trinaldo before. I know he's not like the best thing in the world to watch, um, but uh, it was it was also like a pick'em, and pick'ems are always hard to kind of go after. So I really just didn't want to touch this fight at all. Very fair. Um, so we'll go into the next fight. Um, how much? Okay. Can you guess without looking? What's Chaos Williams' first name? That's not fair because I'm looking at his first name right now. Damn it! <laughs> it's a uh, Callan or Kalen. <laughs> Never. Yeah. I yeah. I I didn't know that. Um. All right. Yeah. So Callan Chaos Williams. He's going to fight Randy Brown. Um, and yeah, I think we know what this means. Cass Williams. By knockout. Bang, bang on the ground. Cold, caught, dead. Not dead. That's kind of a little, you know, it's a little, little out there. Yeah. No, I chaos has proven time and time again that he's got that knockout power. 
and to bet against it is kind of crazy to do. You know, I mean, obviously, like his last, like his fight against Michael Pereira, that was a decision loss, like whatever. But like his last two fights prior to that were one was a knockout and one was a heavy decision for him. And I, I just don't, I, I just think that chaos is just a stud. Absolutely nothing else to talk about. Chaos is a scary looking man. He's a scary dude who will probably get a knockout in this fight against Matt Brown. So, or not, did I say Matt Brown? Yep. Sorry. I meant Randy Brown. My bad. Sorry. Oops. Bad with names. Bad with names. Chaos Williams by KO. Take it. Just, it's just going to happen. It's just going to happen. He's too fucking good. He's got too much power in those fucking, in those schmeedy hands of his. It's, it's just going to go down. Just Randy Brown's going to go down. He's going to go down and he's going to clown around and get fucking knocked out. Alrighty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get into the main event. Um, let's see. We're going to start. The main event's going to start off with two, two uh, guys on the older side of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboy Cerrone and Joe Lozon. Um, this one scares me a little bit. I like picks and all the other ones. Um, but this one, I might need a bit of convincing just because I think if it ends in the first round, it's Joe Lozon. If it goes past the first round, I think it's Cowboy. That's literally what I was going to say too. I say, wait the first round and I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to pick, I'm going to steal a little bit from you. Wait for first round. And if it doesn't, and if the first round is done, go Cowboy. Or if you're really confident in Cowboy, go Cowboy by decision. I don't think that. Uh, but also, Cowboy can just, he still can knock people out. So, like. I mean, but we haven't really seen that in the last couple of fights. Granted, like, they're all against really, really good talent. With, like, true. some pretty good chins. But, like, I just don't really see the knockout happening here for him. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I don't really know like a huge amount of, about uh, Lausanne. I just know he's a submission guy. So like, I think that like, if you're going to bet first round for Joe Lausanne, you go sub for him. Uh, but Lausanne's been around a long time. Yeah. But I don't think like, I don't know. Like I like Cerrone. I've always liked Cowboy um, and to bet against Cowboy. I just don't like doing that unless it's a big name against him. And Joe Lazan has just not really been active um, in terms of his fights. So I think that Cerrone will take this one. Uh, and I think he has it in by decision. Right. I think he's a better striker. So that's just me. And he'll keep it on the feet. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to the next fight. Um, Ovin St. Peru against uh, Mauricio Shogun Hua. It is crazy to me that Shogun is still fighting. Yes, it is. He That dude is so unbelievably like old. He's a legend. He's old for the sport. I shouldn't say unbelievably old. He's old for the sport. You know what I mean? I mean, so is OSU, OSP, I mean. But yeah, like, I mean, these guys the, fought in 2014. Yeah, like th- these are just some old names. Uh, that being said, uh, I like OSP by knockout. Yeah, me too. I, that's kind of what I'm going with here. It makes me kind of sad too. It does. I like Shogun. I like Shogun a lot and I I don't want to see Shogun get knocked out, but just going based off of just like one, their last fight against each other where they're younger and he still knocked them out. I just don't see how he could really, how Shogun can really like come back from that again. Like it just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. So I would just say that it's just going to be a repeat. And plus Shogun got knocked out by like, I'm not saying Paul Craig is like a bad, like, like he doesn't, he's not bad striking, but like, I just, I think that like, he got absolutely dominated by Paul Craig. Yeah. In the rematch. Yeah. Like I think, if Paul Craig can beat him like standing as well too, like and knock and get a TKO, I don't see why OSP can't. You know, that's just kind of my MMA math right there. 
but like it just doesn't quick maths. Yeah, it just doesn't really make sense to me to bet against OSP in this rematch. Just doesn't. So I'm gonna go OSP by knockout. I think it'll happen early too. So all right, let's get into the main three fights on the on the card here. I think these are the ones with all the big names on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for this one, even though we're not getting the Tony Ferguson that we know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like maybe you Tony never Ferguson. know. You never well, like, know. Yeah, you never know. So this will be interesting, I think. Uh, Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson are going to go at it. Um, Michael Chandler is favored at nearly a four to one at minus three eighty. Uh, Tony Ferguson sitting at a 290 right now, um, a plus 290, excuse me. So, Alex, I mean, it, it feels kind of too easy to bet Michael Chandler by knockout. I, but then again, I was going to do Michael Chandler by decision. Yeah, but also, yeah, I was thinking that too, But because like, how often does Ferguson get finished? Rarely. The only finish Other that he's than- had in recent years is against Gagey. Gage, and I'm pretty yeah. sure wasn't that like a doctor stop or no, it wasn't a doctor. It was a ref stoppage. He was still staying. He was like out on his feet. Yeah. But like, I mean, Ferguson doesn't get knocked out. I mean, I honestly, neither does fucking barely Chandler really doesn't really get knocked out either. I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, he, you saw that fucking battle with Gagey. That was absurd. You know, like his only knockout loss, like in recent memory that I, I know is Oliveira and he's the current champ. And I don't think Ferguson has that kind of power not anymore. You know, only at not anymore. He's vacating it, but we'll get to that. Fucking idiot. Uh, yeah, I think that Chandler will make it by decision. Um, I think that if he can survive three rounds with Gaethje, uh, Ferguson, that is, and Chandler can also survive three rounds with Gaethje like that. I just don't see Chandler knocking out Ferguson. I mean, could it happen? 100%. I think that's easy. It's like plus 110 odds. So if you really want to do it, sure, fucking send it, whatever. But I think decisions, better odds. And I think it's also pretty plausible that it could happen. So I'm going to go Michael Chandler by uh, by decision here. I was thinking Michael Chandler by knockout, um, even though, like you said, we haven't really seen it too much. Um, I think I just like the odds a little bit better. Um, actually, no, never mind. Decisions plus 240. I, I, for whatever yep. reason, I looked at it earlier in the week and it was flipped. Um, it must have been a lot of people banking on a Chandler knockout then. So I guess decision plus 240 is not a bad pick. Um, I don't know. I I probably won't be betting on this one. Um, I, I think, don't find much value in anything that I would yeah. find worth taking. Yeah, 100%. I get it. I'm just saying that like I think decision could be a very plausible thing. These guys don't get knocked out. And if they do, it's a very rare occasion by the top of the the elite of the elite. So I just don't really see not saying that neither of these guys are not elite, but, um, you know, these both of these guys just don't seem like they have uh, the power to take out their chance. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go by decision here. Yeah. And it is three rounds, too. So yeah, um, that will benefit the decision. Um, OK, so we'll get into the first the first title fight of the night. Uh, Rose Namajunas, the current champion at strawweight, and the challenger Carla Esparza, the former champion and the very first champion um, for women's strawweight division. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently, the champion is at a minus one ninety five money line. Esparza at plus one sixty five. Uh, <coughs> oh God! Heat. Good podcasting. Oh, okay. So. Give me your thoughts on this one here. See, and and uh, this is only because of the of recent. I want to go Rose Namajunas knockout in the first round for fun, just for fun. This is this is a funzy pick right here. Uh, funzy pick. <laughs> yeah, this is for funzies. You know, this is for funzies. Uh, I, you know, I just don't. I'm not saying that the girls that Esparza has faced were cans because they're definitely not cans, but they're not gross. Not Eunice. They're just not. And, you know, we've seen and I know we've been riding the Whaley train for God knows how long. Uh, but I don't see if Whaley can't knock her out. I don't see Esparza knocking her out. And honestly, I think that 
I think Rose is a better wrestler and a better jujitsu artist than she was when she first faced Carla. And we've seen that with her multiple submission wins and just her like, you know, rolling around the ground. Uh, and she's done it with some pretty good names. So I personally think that Rose is just going to get an early knockout here. She's going to want to take Asparza out of the game, prove that she's not the fighter that she used to be and show her dominance once again. So what were we thinking? Are you thinking just straight knockout prop or were you going to go with like knockout under two and a half? I'm going to go uh, knockout, knockout first round. I'm picking wow. the specific round. First round knockout for Rose. Let me look Knight. at the odds for that one. Research teams on it. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 My research thumb is a bit slower <laughs> because beep, I chopped boop. a quarter inch off my thumb. Beep, boop, beep. I'm doing it right now. Method right. around combo. Knockout first round is plus one plus 1100 that is actually the worst odds out of all the knockout rounds that you could pick i'm gonna go third then third round is plus three thousand send <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you know i think rose has got the knockout here so if you don't want to do specific round uh, which you're crazy if you don't want to but whatever i guess you could do rose by knockout which is plus 360 which is still very good odds like very good odds, you know. So I think Rose has got this in the bag. I don't see Asparza winning this. She'd have to catch her really good in some sort of takedown and then like get a submission in real quick. But I think Haven't Rose is way better defending that. I think we said something like that before with Juliana Pena and Amanda. I said Pena's gonna win. So <laughs> I don't know the fuck you're on. I said Did Pena you really? Both. Yeah. I told you Pena was going to win. I said I have Pena. You, know, you, you just threw poo at the wall and see what stuck. No, motherfucker. We were riding with the Chicago woman. That's why. <laughs> Chicago fighters right. are built different. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's all what right, I'm saying, so, bro. All right. So before we get into the championship bout, and you, you've already touched on it a little bit, but since Mike isn't here, can you just... Take a deep breath, channel your inner Michael Grosh, and just get like, you know, he missed weight by half a pound. And so, but before we start, did you hear the story about what, what the UFC does? With people who miss weight, if no, you're a champion? With, with how they, like, they're, what they do before they actually step on the, the manual scale. No. I guess at the hotel, they have a digital one that they use. For all the fighters. Okay. And the officials watch that too. So they okay. went at the hotel unofficially on an electric scale. And apparently that electric scale was off for everyone by half a pound. So he came in at weight on the electric scale. And we got there. He was over. Okay. So I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if that swings it at all for you. I, I, think I guess it. I guess it could swing it, but if that's the case, then that's a UFC problem. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but then, but then how do you explain Gaethje and like the rest of the people that made weight? What they all were like, oh, I'm 0.5 under, like I'm good. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, how do you explain that? You know, and I feel like if you're a UFC fighter, yeah, you expect, oh, like a weight like like a like a scale there but i think you'd want your own scale too right like when you're training and working out like you would think that like during the training process you would weigh yourself when you're trying to cut and not use there specifically right when you're cutting weight you're cutting weight with your own scale with your own shit like i i, I can't assume that they would just like you would just use theirs all the time you know yeah i would agree so uh, i don't know D either way you miss weight. You're a fucking champ. Like, you're, this is your full-time job right now. You are literally the best of the best. And you are supposed to be leading the way for everyone right now. And you miss weight. Like, how fucking, like, that is absurd to me. That is absurd to me. You're vacating your belt. Like, that's dumb. Like, why would you, why would you even risk it? Like, I don't know. Like, this shit pisses me off. Like, it pisses Mike off a lot, but it also pisses me off, too. You're a professional fucking fighter. You're in one of the best organizations for fighting in the world. 
and you you're a champion for it and you miss fucking weight like that's fucked up and then he came out in the fucking like oh my god dude he came out in the in the ceremonial weigh-ins like yesterday or today and he was like like i get it like you want to be like you know you still want to pump yourself up and you still want to be like yeah i'm the best of the best but like Dude, like, come on, man. Like, don't you're, you're so fucking cocky and you missed weight. You're being a fucking asshole right now. Like, fuck you. Like, that's just fucked up. Like, that's just like you missed weight. You fucked up. Like, I, I just I don't know. Pisses me off. It just makes me so mad that he did it. I hate it. You know, it's your one job. You need to figure out how to do it. Fucking do it. Make fucking weight. Because if you win, no one has the belt anymore. And, and now you've only screwed yourself, but you've made the uh, you've made yourself look dumb. Now, the UFC currently has no fucking lightweight belt holder. It's absurd. It is so unbelievably absurd. And that's my rant. Thank you very much for listening to my TED Talk. So are you then picking Gaethje? Oh, damn straight. I'm fucking picking Gaethje. Gaethje, my fucking knockout. Fuck this loser. Okay, that's a harsh. That's harsh. That's, that's quite harsh. That's harsh. But no, from like, all, dude, like, from like all, all accounts have Charles Oliveira being a very good guy. No, yeah, no, he's he is a good guy. I can't say fuck him, but like that's absurd that you miss weight. It still sucks. It's so bad, and it makes the fight not as interesting. Like it's still very interesting because it's still two very good fighters going at it. But we've talked we talked about this earlier. Like it's it kind of sours the mood of the fight, you know. Like it's just Absolutely. like you know, it, there's no like because if Oliveira wins, no one gets the belt. Like he doesn't get the belt wrapped around him. He's no longer a defending champ. He's there's no more, and still, you know, it's just. It's just so like anticlimactic if Charles Oliveira wins now, you know, and that's and that's why I'm going Gaethje by knockout. And I still honestly, I love Gaethje. He's one of my favorite fighters in the lightweight division. So I was probably going to bet him anyways, because I don't ever want to fade Justin Gaethje. Uh, so I'm going to go Gaethje by knockout against Charles Oliveira. I was struggling with this one all week trying to figure out what to do, because every time we have a fight with Charles Oliveira. We think, okay, this is the one where Oliveira loses. And then he keeps losing me money betting against him. 100%. So it's like at this point, it's like, why do I keep betting against a guy who keeps winning and losing me money? But then I keep looking at the guys he's facing. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy hits like a fucking truck. And... The last two fights that we've seen Oliveira be in, he has been in a lot of trouble in that first round. You think that Michael Chandler fight, he was yes. in a lot of trouble. You think in that first round of the Dustin Poirier fight, he was in a lot of trouble. Not quite as much, but he was in trouble nonetheless. And he, I think to me, has earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being in trouble and finding a way to pull out a win. But also, like... Justin Gaethje is just Hank, oh, man. I'm struggling with this one because I, I think I think what I wanted to do was just take a flyer on Gaethje and just put some money on his money line at, minus, at plus 120 mm-hmm. just for odds sake. And if I lose it, it's like, okay, whatever. Like, I, I'm never <laughs> – if I lose this, Charles Oliveira goes on the no bet list and <laughs> I just give up. <laughs> that's fair that's understandable and then I, I, I'll just shotgun a I'll shotgun a, a, a gallon of bleach so. <laughs> a little extreme but okay <laughs> uh, sorry I, I kind of that went off the rails there a little bit uh, it's okay Gaethje used to be like a pretty good wrestler too didn't he he was a D1 mistaken. wrestler yeah so I don't know I think that I mean, yeah, I could Oliver potentially backpack, I'm sure. But I think I don't know if Oliver gets him down. Um, and I think Gaethje's really good defensively getting. I mean, the only like fight I've seen him get them dismantled in was obviously against and like wrestling wise was against Khabib. Say, like, he was a bit he did kind of get picked apart against uh, um, Poirier. Yeah, that yeah. was a long time ago, though. Yeah, you know, and that's when he was a little bit more of a brawler. You know what I mean? He's, he's definitely improved his game a lot more in a sense, I would say. Uh, I guess. Yeah. He's a lot more defensively minded. Not as much, but he's more defensively minded than he used to be. You know, 
Uh, Definitely. So I think that it could be, it's going to be a good fight. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be a very good fight. I have Gaethje by knockout. He is going to sleep Charles Oliveira. And he is going to be stiff as a fucking board. Like overream stiff. Like fucking he's honey honeymoon punch honeymooners punch him to the moon. Yes. He's going to send him to the moon. Chin's gonna be fucking flying off his head, his body. His, his head's gonna be flying <laughs> off his neck. I don't know. Whatever. Gagey's gonna fucking win by knockout. We don't like people who miss weight, even though I totally said bet on Dumont. Fuck. Like I, I fucking Justin Gagey all the way. He missed weight. Fuck that guy. He sucks for the Saturday and then after Saturday, whatever. It's fine. It doesn't matter. But let's go, Justin Gagey, Doc out. All right. You heard it here first. Um, you heard it here first. Probably not because we're releasing this on fight day. So Whatever. <laughs> All right. All right, so that will round out our picks for the upcoming uh, UFC 274, Oliveira Gaethje. Um, I this this will be good. I I think the first two fights on the main card seem to be more of like a fan service type of thing. If I were yeah. to like just kind of be objective about it, just look at it and be like, all right, these are some old heads in here, some guys from the past that we've all really liked to watch when. In the older days, and then the last three fights look like they're going to be so much fun, and they look, you know, they're going to be fun fights when the main event and the ones previous to it are hard to bet on. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And like having those like little mini debates with myself on what's going to happen, I think just proves it right there. You know, and seeing conflicting information online and, and picks from random, you know, experts and stuff like that, um, like in podcasts and stuff. Um, I think it's oh, so just... you're stealing picks. No, no, I listen oh, to so you're um... stealing picks. Oh, because you listen to other people and look at other things. You're stealing picks, huh? No, no, no. See, what you did <laughs> is you took UFC writers picks and just plugged them in yourself without. No, I did not. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, that is you're cap a freaking troll. clown is show, cap and troll. yet you're still negative. You keep losing money all the time. No, hey, last week, Joe Anderson Brito, I fucking told you, great underdog. You didn't pick. even bet on it, though. Well, I couldn't bet on it. <laughs> yeah, you could have. You had all week died. to do it. We we recorded on Thursday, and you didn't bother doing it. Because uh, I always make bets the day of, just because odds change. Clearly, you like, didn't, because you didn't do it. You went 0-1-1. Yeah, my phone died. Well, who's an idiot? Yes, both of us. No, I won money last week. I'm a genius. So, mm, sure you are. I'm genius. All right. Big science brain over there. Whatever. Fuck you. Big brain. Lick my taint. Please still sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you're an absolute clown! All right, um, I don't have anything else. Do you? Is there anything else you wanted to touch on? All right. Well, Mike's not here to do the Mike's hard main card. Uh, we're gonna do a main card parlay, um, and we're just gonna go with it. Not all money lines. I'm not gonna do the Mike thing i mean if you want to make it a money line whatever fuck it you could do it but it's not great odds if you do my money lines it's just like 80 dollars for 10 it's like plus 800 this one makes it plus 2000 and it's the scariest main card probably uh just because of one pick and here's what it is here's what we're gonna do to start off the night okay we're gonna do uh or not to start off all right we're gonna start off the parlay like this justin gaethje money line He's my only underdog pick in this. All right. Then after that, Rose Nama Yunus money line. Then we have OSP's money line. And then Cerrone. Cerrone money line. And then last, Michael Chandler by decision. Plus 2,353. $10 wins you a crispy $235. Crispy. Um, okay. Yeah, I can Odds get behind that. 
I can get behind that. Um, I have yet to invest in a winning uh, Mike's hard main card. There's been a couple that I've faded that he's won, which has really kind of upset me. And then um, there's been quite a few where I will be just actively like we'll be watching it together at someone at probably at like Dylan's or something like that. We'll be watching it and he'll be rooting for one for one guy for his main card. And I'm fading him the whole time, telling everyone to fade him. And then everyone wins money in the room except for him. That's so. fucked up. It is, but like I, I made the picks on the pod that he I, that he faded. So that's fair. That's fair. But no, yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my version of Mike's hard main card. Just a little little twisty twist in there because it's just not all money lines, you know. We gotta we gotta actually uh, uh, a decision like our uh, a certain outcome of win, a certain method of victory to add on to it to just kind of you know make the odds a little crispy, like you said. So. That's where I'm going with, uh, and that's that's what I have. That's all I got for tonight. All right, sounds good. Looking forward to this card. Uh, all right, Alex, sign, us, sign off the Girth Gang. All right, what's up? It's your boys, the Girth Gang, Andrew Lee and Alex Lee, the brothers, the Girthy brothers, the Girthy boys in the shit, making the walk. Let's go, baby. Um, We're going to get a sponsorship. <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast. We very much Thank you, everyone from all states, all countries, all continents joining in every single Friday morning. Tomorrow's going to be Saturday morning, so oopsies. Anyways, all right, I am here with my really, really good friend, my brother, my best friend in the whole entire world, Andrew Lee. Uh, I am Alex Lee. Uh, Please follow us on Twitter, making the walk, underscores on every word. I love you boys. I love everyone here. Let's have a beautiful UFC 274. All right. Have a good Friday. Have a good Saturday. Have a good weekend. Summer's here, baby. Let's get at it. Thank you summer's very much. Summer's not here. It's 56 degrees out and raining. You know what? You know what? My summer's here. My, my summer's here. Just kidding. I have class in like literally a week, but it's okay. My summer's here. Let's go. UFC 274, it's time. Very cool, Alex. Thank you. Good night.